This episode is brought to you by TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com is your all access to culture. Check out cultural merchandise like leggings, hats, mini boxing gloves, and bags. Also, t shirts like hip hop, nature, rock bands, reggae, and dark fantasy. Fast shipping worldwide. That's TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. Now, let's check out this episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this is the original dance hall master. Listen, he's been celebrating over 30 years on Irie FM. You know, we have in the building today, we have Mr. GT Taylor in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Hey, I'm saying all is good. We're giving the Almighty God thanks for life, you know, and that's what's going on. We are, we are living. And uh, I think that's uh, one of the greatest gifts you can get from the Almighty God. Life, my brother. You understand. That's the most important thing because without life, there's nothing. So once you have life, you could accomplish anything. Anything, man. Anything. Yes. I mean, definitely so happy to have somebody like you sitting in that chair there so we could have a conversation because you've seen so much and you've done so much in this business. And I just can't wait for the stories to start flowing from what you've seen from your eyes. Oh, boy. It's, uh, <laughs> if we're, uh, we're going to go into it uh, or if we should go into it in, in its entirety, I think you, you'll have to um, have me for about a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm not greedy. I'm willing to start off with whatever bid I could get, and then we'll take it from there. So my first question for you is this. Where did you grow up in Jamaica, and what type of child were you? All right. I, have, I can say I have the best of both worlds, right? I was born in Kingston, all right? I um, have some schooling in Kingston. And also, I adopted my mother's parish, which is St. Elizabeth. Um, so I had a little thing, a stint of the country life there by going to school down there also, in the, which is the parish of St. Elizabeth, which I'm now residing in. So um, I can call it the best of both worlds. And what type of child were you growing up in the best of both worlds? A rude child, troublemaker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, when I look back at my life, you know, I I, I was um, really one, a rude uh, child, and of course, a child that really is 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 you know uh, searching all the time. You know, that's what that was uh, the type of child I could say I, I I was. You know. Okay, and then what was your attraction to either music or entertainment? Where did that start for you? Well, it started from in the country, uh, you know, back in, uh, you know, um, back going to the country part. You know. um, I had an uncle, may his soul rest in peace, right? Um, he used to take care of us. And uh, he was one of those persons in, in, in a community that you always can look up to. You know, he always do things for you. He tried to find um, the youths, uh, because it's, it, it, it's rural Jamaica at the time. Right in the hills, uh, you know, the, the hills of St. Elizabeth, a place called Warminster. Um, uh, we were not enlightened to, to, to enlighten. Uh, most of the kids there were really in the dark with certain things. Well, I, I can say I was not that uh, in that, 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 that capacity because I had a, um, the Kingston, I had the, the stint of Kingston, the run of Kingston also. Um, so 
there in the country, uh, he used to take us out, you know, on trips, right? And he took us out um, on a trip once, I remember, to Santa Cruz. And um, Stets, uh, Santa Cruz Technical High School, uh, just opened, right? And they used to have like a little concert in the auditorium. And they, he took us in the auditorium, uh, and there were there was a band playing, a live band, you know, in there. And I was so fascinated about this band, you know, that I, you know, we were way in the back. I was there with some 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 uh, senior people, you know, that was over, overlooking us. And somehow I don't know, I wiggled myself away from them, you know. <laughs> I, I, I wiggled away and I take them and age because I, I, these people on scene just fascinate me, you know what I mean? The, the man and the mic and the drummer doing his thing. I was so fascinated. And I wiggled myself way up and I found myself right on stage. <laughs> and I put there for the end of my time, all right? And I, 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 that thing just got to me. Now, when I went back to my <laughs> to the village up there in Warminster, Muscle, every old zinc pan, I don't know if people will know what is a zinc pan these days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, zinc pan, that's used to, um, oil used to come in and uh, cooking oil. Mm -hmm. uh, we call it a uh, kerosene pan at the time. I find every kerosene pan, every cheese tin, and I put up a drum set thing around me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the only thing, if, not, if the narrator basement thing was in at that time, the district would call police on it. <laughs> because the amount of noise I made up, <laughs> the amount of noise I made in that district, you know, there at the time, you know. And then after that, we were, uh, there was a scout troop, a uh, troop was formed, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we became, I became a member of the scout troop there. I wasn't a scout troop in Kingston before, though. Uh, so it, it wasn't uh, um, anything hard to get into this culture. And right away, I went up and I became uh, uh, one of the top scouts. You know, they call it a queen scout. And uh, I started a band with, with the scouts, you know, a little marching band, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but the drums we use now is the drums made out of, out of goat skin with a rope. Mm -hmm. And I had a couple of guys with me. And of course, you know, um, you know, all of them, you know, they are gone on to great things now. Uh, uh, we used to march up and down the place, and trust me, I was always in that type of thing. You know, want to be, you know, a scout. I used to admire the soldiers, the police, but um, unfortunately, I couldn't get into some of these things because I was not allowed, uh, because uh, I did not have it that I, my schooling, the school, I, I was not, I, I did not, I was not one of the the kids that got the opportunity for the high school, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I, I made the best of what I had and what I, I you know, to, to uh, I was able to get into the cadets or get into the, you know, the, um, the, the, this army thing, you know? So okay. I made the best of it, you know, and um, that, 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 that was the early beginning. That was another early. Okay. Yeah. And you said, you said that some of the members of this band went on to do great things. Who were some of the members in this band? Well, not of the band. I mean, I'm thinking about members of the community, uh, you know, the members of the community. They, they you know, um, they, they, some of them went on into teaching, some become, became doctors and all of that, you know, doctor and, you know, um, they have, they, you know, uh, they were inspired also. 
and mm -hmm. they move on to other things. Not in the entertainment thing. Got I was there, but um, actually, then I went back to Kingston, mm -hmm. and I, my mother, we got, I went to a school called All Saints. Now, All Saints is a school that a lot of stalwarts mm -hmm. are there. And um, that now even inspired me more because I was in school with the likes of Gregory Isaacs, Bonnie Whaler, yes, Half Pint, and of course, both good and bad because we had people like Claude Massop, Bucky Marshall, you know, you know so lots of great people, lots of great people. Uh, Copeland Farms, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you see where I'm at, <laughs> and we went into uh, from the we went back. I went back into scouting in Kingston, mm -hmm. and I went into Boys Brigade. So I, I really, you know, my 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 younger age there, and then of course after that, before that, while right all, at All Saints School, mm -hmm. I, I I became a member of a band, a Catholic band that used to a marching band, mm -hmm. because in Jamaica at that time, marching band played a lot of a, a big big role mm -hmm. in parades. All right, we used to have like Christmas parade and uh, a lot of parades. All right, um, so I, I, I got myself involved because I, I was always into that type of thing, you know. So I got into into the marching band and I started uh, playing tenor drum. Mm -hmm. And uh, a couple couple uh, named people also uh, was in that band. The great Bigger Ford <laughs> and his brother. All right. Mm -hmm. His soul rest in peace. Bigger Ford was in that band, and of course, um, Bigger Ford um, after time lost his brother, and uh, by losing his brother, that is what took him into the police force. Mm. Yeah, I went to the police force. You know, <laughs> listen, GT. We just we're not even ten minutes in, and my heart can't take everything that you're saying already. <laughs> <laughs> I went into the police force. Um, uh, that was bigger Ford and a couple other guys, you know, Leng, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, thing. a lot of a couple other guys. But that was, there was a time you now when um, they, they, the police force, they, they used to take recruit people at Upper Camp. Mm. Right? And, uh, you, you, you know, um, that's where you had to go for recruitment. And I went there and, but believe me, I only spent, I, I think I only spent, Two, two days in there. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is that? No, I couldn't take the regimental thing, and you know that 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 you know uh, it, it was me. Mm -hmm. It didn't cut out. It didn't cut off for me. So I cut. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're still looking for me. You know? they find me. <laughs> but bigger food went on, and of mm -hmm. course he went on and be and became senior. You know. Um, superintendent and um there was another superintendent um by them uh that that uh went on to be commissioner of police also that we were band members we weren't in the same band but of course uh we, we used to meet because marching bands uh that was uh, a band from Waltham Park Road right uh, I remember the name of the band now but uh there was one of the top bands also and uh, the drum major now, uh, a job major is the one that leads the band, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Superintendent Forbes. And he went to the commissioner also, Commissioner Forbes. Hmm. So I rubbed shoulder with a couple of the people. 
Just a couple, that, nothing, nothing too big. Just a, just a few. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, uh, so that's it now. So, um, a lot of other things start happening after. after. Okay. So, question for you. Just school, school a lot, you know. Yeah, man. Um, for any kids listening right now, though, I would not really say to do that. I would not encourage you to do that. But um, at that time, school for us, I don't know. Um, it was I, I, it, it was a little bit tedious. You used to get a lot of beating. Mm. It is a lot of beating, man. Uh, we had some teachers there, man, that uh, even the same Gregory had that. We used to call school, man. Yeah, we used to call it. <laughs> Skull school and go down to a place uh, called Bolo, catch fish. They buy a place in Bolo, you know. Um, uh, GRS, uh, um, the Jamaica Omnibus Service, they took over that ground after a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what do you think about it? Yeah, man, it's a skull school. <laughs> and sculling school, that's how I started really getting into music on another level. Okay, so I'm going to remember that. There's one thing I want to go back and then we'll go forward to that there. When you yeah. were in school with Half Pint, Greg Razak's Bunny Wheel, and everybody, did any of you guys have musical ambitions at that time there, or you guys were just kids being kids at that time? Well, Bunny Wheeler and Gregory, they were always singing around the place. But they were big boys to me, though, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, I said, I want to catch you on Gregory, I know the same. Man, you used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory was always a joker from that time to this time. I take me his soul rest in peace. Mm -hmm. You know, nice, nice person, genuine person, you know, from that time, drove always singing, mm -hmm. you know. You know, I didn't know he would be become. We none of us didn't know what he would become, you know. Bonnie Whaler was a senior senior mm -hmm. to us, you know. Um, then Copeland Forbes and myself was more on the same level, you know, he, he also went into scouting, mm -hmm. you know, and all of that. And he used to dance too, and I used to dance, went into a dance group. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, we do a boy, I'm telling you, a lot of things. Like I said, we're always, I, 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 in growing up, I always trying to reach out to, you know, to do something. Mm-hmm entertainment yeah you get it okay so then where we had left off just now you said at one point this is where you really start to to get into the music business so let's take up from there what steps did you make to get into the business at this point here all right one day i called school mm -hmm. and went down to victoria pier now victoria pier they used to have every wednesday a band a live band used to play there like before you had Tommy McCook and the Supersonics used to play down there, you know, you know, the Vikings, a lot of them. Um, so uh, there was a pause and um, I don't know what happened, but uh, I went there that day and I see a band, within the band, I didn't know, the band didn't have any name. All right. And of course, uh, they wanted to start to play. At, at this time, the leader of the band was Anson Collins. <laughs> yeah. Anson Collins was the leader of the band, all right? And um, a, a guitarist, a popular, he's, uh, well, he's gone now, he sees, his name is Ranchi. He was another top guitarist, you know, he was um, the guitarist at the time. And I, 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 there was a brethren trying to play drums. Can't play drums good, but he was trying, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so they had their thing set up. Oh, the brethren are trying to play drums. He's now known as Slide Dunbar. 
<laughs> GT, my yeah. heart is killing me right now, boss. What? Yes. His name is Sly Dunbar. We used to call him Charlie. Mm-hmm. The t- and um, there was another another um, guy there that uh, strumming the guitar too. He couldn't do it play properly, mm-hmm. but he was strumming. But he could sing. Mm-hmm. All right, so he was a singer. Lloyd Parks. Yes. So Hansel Collins, Lloyd Parks, and myself, we started in this band. This band was, it goes by. Well, uh, before we get into the name of it, um, so the band wanted to start playing. Mm-hmm. And um, they, 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 there was a Rasta man, right? He looked, he resembled Isolasi. He, 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 that's how he, he dressed like Isolasi. A cap, and he looks like Selassie, and short, and he has this tune, uh, you know, uh, that, 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 that type of uh, uh, tunic dress, you know, mm-hmm. with his belt. Well, up for looking gentleman, he was, and he started to go around and ask, Can somebody introduce this man? And he goes around to a lot of other kids, kids, and everybody started to run and hide, you know. And I started coming on, and he come right around to me, and I did not hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> I went and I asked what's the name of the band, and he says the band name is RHT Invincibles. And I must introduce a band as RHT Invincibles. RHT Invincibles. What did RHT stand for? Rainbow Healing Temple. Rainbow Healing Temple Invincibles. Rain- Got you. All right. It is um uh, uh, this this man now at the time after that uh, uh, after that I found out exactly um how deep this gentleman was. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, I introduced a band and the band started to play and you know. And I started to jump around and finish one song and ask them, what do I want to play again? And they tell me, you know, <laughs> and I introduce it. And when they finished playing and I go, he came to me and asked me if I want to be a part of the band and, uh, as an MC. Mm. I said, yes. I said, we're, uh, so they say, okay. He said, you have to come to rehearsal though. And uh, the band manager, leader, Anson Collins spoke to me and said, um, yeah, he wouldn't like me at rehearsal. So I, said, this, I asked them where rehearsal was, and they said it was an Olympic way, right? Mm-hmm. That's where um, the, 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 the office, uh, the place is. Now, after, when, after uh, researching, now we found out that Rainbow Healing Temple, um, this man, he also had a bakery. He had bakeries, right? Okay. And he was the first man to start a housing scheme in Jamaica. What? Yes. He had this... Rainbow Healing Temple is a uh, is a Rasta man, and he had a, a church, and that was the name of the church. And he he had some land right on Olympic Way, and he start and he built a couple of houses for the church members. And he was not alone. Mm-hmm. Him and a Rasta man that you hear most Rasta mans uh, talk about today, named Ras Emmanuel. Wow. So Rastamaniel and him and and, uh, and 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 Father Gooden, they started the Rainbow Healing Temple and started mm-hmm. the, the community. And of course, they 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 they, they started a black people um, revolution. Uh, I won't say a revolution, but uh, you know, uh, 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 a whole industry for black people. He started mm-hmm. the bakery, employed just youths out of the ghetto, right? And, and for the church members, find, find, uh, provide employment for them. He, he, he had another bakery on Spanish Town Road. He had mm-hmm. and all of his uh, uh, bakery, you see the sign, 
um, and the, the, the red, the ice gold and green on the bakery, and all his vehicle has the ice gold and green on the vehicle, just the same, right? And his bread, he, he didn't use yeast, it was natural, natural bread, mm -hmm. right? Out there on Spanish Town Road, as where he, the big bakery was, and then he had a second the little one, a little one up there on Olympic Way, beside him, the housing scheme, and his church was right up there too. Then after a while, himself and, um, and um, Emmanuel, um, they got into a little, you know, they couldn't, uh, I don't think, I don't know what, what happened, but they, they part ways, and Emmanuel went from Bubble Hill. Boss. This, so, boy. And, and this man did not lax, you know. He was okay. a master man. He had his beard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what year, what year was this, um, did this band form? Did you get to the band? No, I have a joke, uh, the memory baby here, uh, uh, I'm speaking around uh, about 19, um, okay, we got independent 1962, um, I remember that clearly because I remember I was in, um, at school at the time, and um, we got this, our, our independent Morgan, we went to, 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 to wave the Queen and all of that, so uh, I think it was about four years uh so around 68 69. 68 69. wow yeah. okay so then you are now a part of the band officially as the mc is this That's the first time you discovered your voice now first time i ever you know uh uh know that i had a voice or uh i, I know i had energy <laughs> you know <laughs> so you know um, it was the first time, and it was a great experience there because you know um, I tried it. Uh, I, I, I have to leave my hat to Hanson Collins, who was also um, you know the band leader, and uh, he he he, he uh, kind of gave me a little tutoring in singing, and to, like, I didn't even know how to start a start a key or a note. <laughs> so uh, you know I I got a little um, thing there, and we're singing is concerned, a little instruction and all that. And we watched the members grow because um, Slino was always uh, a creative brother. Um, yeah, when we go out every Wednesday, we had us go back to Victoria Pier every Wednesday. Okay. And every time we go, we are better and better. And Sly is always trying something, you know, um, you know uh, what he's going to do. Uh, he's the first man to try and put a chain on the symbol and touch the symbol and the chain vibrate and make a, a <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're there. We went through a couple of changes with, with, with different drummers. We had Santa came in, a couple, couple of the drummers. And um, one time, no, Santa did not come in until Sly um, uh, left after he went to um, a band to join uh, another band that's called Skin, Flesh and Bones. Mm -hmm. Right up there in Radio's Road. But in the meantime, Long, uh, you know, we, we used to tour the island. We used to play a lot in Ocho Reyes, all over the place. And um, I have to, I, I will never forget Father Gooden because what, why, why, he, um, why he started this band is because he says he wants to do something for Ghetto Youths. Mm -hmm. Because all the major big bands in Jamaica at the time was Uptown Band. They, they were uptown. They, you know, you had band like Tomorrow Children, you know, uh, in a circle. Those those bands were really from the, the you know, the, the, the high, high, higher um, section of Jamaica. I say higher section. Uptown. 
Mm-hmm. Right? The, um, the Inner Circles, the Tomorrow's Children, and those bands, right? And then after that came Third World. But um, we were there and um, we made our mark, right? Because we had some real talented people and good musicians. Light Parks now, um, while doing only playing the guitar and singing, he decided to make a switch and try to play bass. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, well, after, you know, playing the guitar, your bass would not be hard to play. So mm-hmm. that's there he made a switch and started playing bass, and um, he made his mark as an A1 bass player right there from, from that band. So that band, you know, has done uh, quite a lot for, 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 for grassroots people. Um, uh, we have done a lot of things. Jamaica. We played on the first um, Care Fest in Jamaica, lots of things, you know. And, um, we entertain uh, the, the, the people from all over the world, you know, on the North Coast, all over the place. You know? Then, after that, um, the band started in, they had a little split, and like I say, uh, Charlie you now went to Skin, Flesh, and Bones, we hear him at Light Parks, and then I went now on and made a move to another stalwart band with another stalwart um, musician, Tommy McCook. Yes. What band was this now? Tommy McCook reformed the, the Supersonics. Tommy McCook mm. Supersonics. Right? He found that, that band. And um, I, went by, I went there as a frontline man doing a thing in an MC. And um, I was really blessed. To, to be in the company of such great uh, musician, Tommy McCook and um, Ronan Alfonso had just left and went to the States. All right? So um, we had another scene there. Mm-hmm. Right? Lots of things. A lot of people don't know, but Tommy McCook was one of the first person that is responsible for reggae music. He made a song called Reggae Instrumental. What? And right after that, Byron Lee came out with one called with, with the Papa Top. Mm-hmm. You must remember the Papa Top, right? Mm-hmm. Tommy McCook gave you reggae, right? I, I, um, I, I am really upset because uh, I'm seeing a lot of people writing things and saying things and doing things, and they, mm-hmm. and they don't mention. Uh, because from my understanding, I thought, okay, well, I could we could be talking about two different things. I thought it was Toots that coined the word reggae, but I'm not sure if he's the first one to actually play reggae. Tommy McCook, um, they went when they uh, in studio, right? They 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 um they were, they used to do a lot of things in uh, at Duke studio, and they were in there uh, because uh, there's a lot of things that I I, I, I hear and I read and uh, you know. The, the, the knowledge, the little, the little insight that I got from the creator of these things is mm-hmm. totally different from what I'm seeing and hearing. Because a lot of people, it looks like they, they read from some other things too. Mm. Right? Now, Tommy McCook um, uh, um, in studio, well, they started to play this music and they didn't have a name for it. But uh, both he told me about scare also hmm. all right yeah what he told me that there was a time when there well r&b music used to run jamaica mm-hmm. you might remember mm-hmm. it used to be r&b okay so there have it happens to be that there, 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 there was a time when there was a record strike in the u.s 
R, with RCA. And there was no R&B coming into Jamaica. God, you. All right? So, Tommy McCook and the Skepalize decide, because they had us to make the music for uh, the, the sound systems and the dance. They had to, um, they had to keep the, the, the rock and roll thing. And, they, and, and, that, and at that time in Jamaica, bands used to be the thing. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that band used to be where people want to go to hear. Yeah. <laughs> to dance and party. It's a band, not sound systems. Mm -hmm. All right? So they had to, and they had us playing rock and roll, and they used the rock and roll, they, you know. No records coming to Jamaica. They, they decide to say, hey, they're going to have to make their own rock and roll. To, to keep the business going. They went into the studio, telling him from the horses, mouth, Tommy Mako, Royal and Alfonso, uh, um, did adhere to that, um, you know, uh, they, they, they say, you know, confer and say, yes, that's how it is also, because I, 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 had, I, I, I knew Roland very well also. They went into the studio, started the rock and roll, but it spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> they can say Tommy said it's it started to go this fast riff. And I think it's uh, he said that Danjuman or that. So what is my what, what is scare scare stuff more come from? And I said it's sort of thing named a scare man. <laughs> and that's where scare started. They went back in studio, I think that Toots has something to do with that part of it also. And they were playing again after after they're going down. And they, um, I think um, it was um, uh, trying to remember the the guitar, the, the, the organist at the time. Um, he was on there revving, and they said, "What kind of things are reggae, man?" And Toots and I think that Toots and they say that's reggae. So the reggae came in between themselves and Toots at that time. So uh, I hear a lot of things, and I and I read a lot of things. But I re I know what I hear and I believe what I hear from the house's mouth. That's crazy right there. So it's like even reggae and ska, they were almost accidents because as you said, it yeah. was really the rock and roll they were trying to duplicate. Right. Yeah, and that's how ska came about. You know, I I I I, I talk this all the time, even my radio program, because this is something I know mm -hmm. because I, I it was told to me from the, the 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 person one of the person was responsible for making that and then that's why he went on and he made this song called reggae and then after that it was doing well and then after that uh byron lee they came up with papa tom but it looked somehow byron they were uh, they were more able to get it into the radio stations more so papa tom took over and had a more you know bigger run right there this so, is crazy yeah, so that's um, that part of it down here, that part, you know, uh, had me all over the place. And um, then I, you know, I, formed, I went down and, and, and I uh, had a dance group, you know, we called ourselves the James Boys. We entered the, the, um, the, the dancing contest from time to time, but Copeland Dance Group always knock us out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Copeland wasn't, wasn't still aware. I was a better dancer than Copeland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the coordination and all that, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, that you know um, was 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 uh, the early part there, and mm -hmm. uh, well, after that, theater. Wow, this journey is so the amount of stuff you did before you actually did the one thing that you did for thirty years is so crazy and amazing. Continue, please, sir. 
Well, you know, to be honest with you, I always, radio was really what I was going for, you know, wanted to do it. Really, okay. I was always fascinated by radio and, and, and uh, you know, the radio people. But uh, I like the Almighty say, do it a step at a time. And he did it in his own time. And um, I put me in a, in a lot of, uh, of these things that he, uh, has, has really groomed me for what I'm doing now. Got you. So the next move, I went into theater. Mm -hmm. That was another, uh, how should I say, lock or something happened. But I, um, I was like I say, a, 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 a rude boy. I was a rude. So just like, we didn't do rude things like, like you know, uh, we were just like we come out of the house and we don't come back in time and, and on, you know. Uh, so there was a time when I went out and I, I was up by on East Street, right, top of East Street, and there was, um, and I look into. A, I yard, I see some people, uh, they're, like, they're, they're doing some things. So I, I stay at the gate and I look, and I, you know, I'm there. And when I, I realize who Yard and who it was, the great Ed Bim Lewis. Bruh. From Bim, Bim and Bam fame. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was there, and he looked straight at me and said, come here. <laughs> anyway, so I, I, I mean, somebody always picking me out. I don't know that God have some had something for me to say. Hey, you got to be, uh, you know, in the entertainment, uh, you know, industry somehow. Mm -hmm. He said, "Come here." I said, "You ever, you ever do any theater or any um, play or anything like that?" I said, "No." And he said, "Why?" Because we used to have a negative view about people in theater. Why you say that? Growing up, he used to, it has a stigma, you know, that say, hey, if you're in that, you're All right, I got you, I got you. So the grassroots people was, they didn't, in Jamaica, did not really, wasn't into theater. But he caught me in and, you know, and I go in and I say, pure street you that I know and people, you know. And he says, I have a play. And, you know, you you know, you don't fit the role. And I used to watch, I see, you know, you used to MC at such and such and such a place. You know, you're MC, you know. Yes, man, you can, you, you with the man that don't fit this. And I said, what the name of the play? Well, at that time now, the Jamaican government, they just introduced Gun Court in there. And he wrote this play called Gun Court Affair. You must have heard about that. I did not know you were in that. Yeah, I played the lead role. You're hurting me, GT. You're hurting me tonight, boss. Yep. Uh, play. He put me right in the lead role. A lot of people auditioned for it, but it didn't. It didn't work out. That they. Um, he put me in, and boom, I was there. I play a role of a rich man, you know, with lo uh, lots of girls, you know. I, I have. A, I have the, the. I have my wife, and I have the helper, and I have <laughs> 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 money. You know <laughs> And of course, okay, so. That play, I went in there. Then he said to me, GT, with you as an MC, you know, I I want to add something to the play. And he said to me, what could I add to the play to make a difference? So I, I used to think about, and I said, when I watch these I see plays in, you know, um, on, on, on television or, well, our TV at the time was black and white, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, where I used to really uh, love Mass Run, you know? And all of that. I said to him, said, uh, let's make a difference now. 
let's put a a show a little show mm-hmm. show in in between the in, in between the play so the the the, the, the story in the skit would go on for a time then you take a break like it would be a pause and then um the show would come back so said, yes but okay what could you i said how could we tie it up i said okay i am playing this rich man in the play in the play no let me i could i could own a club mm. <laughs> you know i could own a club and you know and i could bring acts uh, i could be you know about this club and i could be um presenting entertainment in the club <laughs> and believe me when um we started the play uh, usually i used to mc shows uh we used to mc a lot of shows I saw that so he had an eye, eye, eye on me because um I used to do all these major stage shows show Jamaica. Um we did I did Care Fest and we do all the theaters, you know, Care Theater, you know, um uh, uh the Odeon Theater, all the theaters all over the place. We, I used to do shows. And um one other thing I used to do to I used to be a flashy MC. <laughs> you know, every act I used to bring on, I used to change a suit, a clothes, a clothing. Okay. Yeah. So it was, and I used to dance and do a lot of things. You know. <laughs> so I said to him, I'm gonna incorporate that into the play, mm-hmm. and I incorporate that into the play. And um, every artist was coming on, I would change the clothes, and every time I go, the girls sort of uh, scream like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Oh boy, if I if I if I just show you one of my one of the pictures that I how I used to stay, I saw all my I saw you see my ball head now. How my full hair, you know, flashy, you know. (laughs) I guess you looked up to somebody like a Don Cornelius type of thing at that time there. And I used to there was another Jamaican MC that I used to really admire, Carl Anthony. He used to be that type of MC, a dancing MC. Uh, well, he was on radio. He was on RGR at the time, and you know, and all of that. And um, he was, uh, and he used to MC all the big shows. And every time he goes out to, he changes clothes and he comes out dancing. So I copied him on that mm-hmm. because in this business, everybody copies somebody. For sure, you know, or somebody, you know, is your is your mentor on some level. So I I copied him and I and I took it to another level. You know, and we took it to the play, and believe me, that was one of the main ingredients of the play. The play became one of the biggest play Jamaica has ever seen. As a matter of fact, that is the play that brought people, the grassroots people, going out to play. Is all what you're seeing going on now as a play? Um, you know, grassroots play, grassroots mm-hmm. theater came off Ed Bim Lewis. Concord affair, and he had before the ballhead rooster, and then after that he had one named um, um, village, uh, village rooster. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to incorporate. Uh, there was a, there's a, a, a person that used to come around us named Ralph Honis. He passed on. He then he started, he he um, used to help go around and put out the posters and all of that. Um, the, the, the play it's the only play in Jamaica. We I mean it draws thousands of people. We go to World Theatre to do one show, we end up doing like four shows. <laughs> you go, we go to Mandeville to do, to, to, to do a show. Uh, we have to do like three shows in Mandeville, back to back. The line outside wrap around the theatres like two, three times. And everybody talking about this man. I had this, 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 this MC in the show, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, the fancy clothes, clothes and, and there was another, well, the show had comedy, mm -hmm. you know, had uh, slapstick comedy, I mean, uh, you know, it had, and we had a, a hit song that came from the play that was written by, by Edwin Lewis and his wife, I would like you and my sweetheart to be friends. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was, that was uh, the, 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 the major hit song for the play. And, um, and of course, I did a track on the flip side called Sweet Talking. Yeah. So as a as a singer, uh, no, as a talker, <laughs> <laughs> as a rapper, I started to you know some fancy rap, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, well, they just put it on the flip side of of, mm -hmm. of because that time you had to have um, two sides of a forty-five, you know, mm -hmm. one B. So they just wanted something on there. So I just did, did you know, what I <laughs> tried out something on there. Uh, the what was your name at that time there? Huh? What was your name, your stage name at that time? Same GT Taylor. Okay. Remember oh, where I, we are? I was known in the play. Um, they, 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 the, the play <coughs> had, um, had, had a play as Mr. Bucket, mm -hmm. the rich man, in the play. That was that was the play. Um, but... Um, um, uh, my, I always, um, my stage name, G.T. Taylor. Uh, and how funny though, I don't know, don't ask me why I get the name G.T. Taylor, but uh, G.T., but my my real name on my birth cert is Roy. Wow. <laughs> so, Roy George Taylor. <coughs> That's okay, so I, I, I need to know how you came up with this G.T. and what is that G.T. supposed to represent? Well, that G.T., came in uh, when um, we started the band, mm -hmm. right? Uh, when I started work with the, the RH Invincibles, uh, between all of these guys down there, because at the time, radio guys was either ET or, you know, the, you know radio, that type of thing, you know? And I, I used to mostly go my name as George, mm -hmm. because my mother, my mother and my aunt, they had a problem in, in the name, uh, coming to um, a conclusion about my name, um, you know, uh, so while my auntie wanted to, <clears throat> my mother wanted to call me Roy, my mother said George, because, you know, so I said, I end up on a chance spending most time with my aunt, so did George Stick. So I lived most of my life as George Taylor. Mm. I only had the Roy, started using Roy when I migrated to the United States. I had to get your stuff together, you know, <laughs> the Roy. Uh, <laughs> after that. So, uh, when I was a band now, everybody was the brother, they were with, with, with the, 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 the George, or the George, or the, or the, they call me MC or GT. Mm. You know, it's just MC. Most of the users just call me MC. And today, if you talk to Sly, and Sly talking about G, me, it's a MC. Mm. You know, because <laughs> I was known as an MC. They had me as an MC. So uh, <clears throat> that is how. So the GT, just uh, people just, uh, when I go anywhere, the people just say GT Taylor. I, I mean, people just give me that. You know, and I, I, I liked it. Then I, you know, I, I work. It, it worked for me, so I, I, I stick with it. You know. So the play went on away. We end up there with it. So um, that was uh, that was a, a real hit. You know, for Jamaica, it's, a, it's one of the biggest grassroots play ever for Jamaica. Um, and I have to say thanks to the late Edwin Lewis. He has taught me a lot. He also taught me. You know, um, I didn't know I could do comedy. And I end up in comedy, 
Yeah, he taught me, uh, you know, as I ended up being doing a little comedian, doing a little comedy stuff when I went to New York. I'll tell you a little bit more of that there. Um, but I used to do comedy also as being as MC. As a, you have to do everything. You know, I, I you know, some serious little thing, you know. <laughs> you just put, uh, you just figure, find out some uh, uh, a, a serious event and you just put a fun side to it, you know. And Got you. I used to do that real real good and i used to watch how mass mass ronnie williams uh late great ronnie williams how he he said he he was a master of delivery you know uh he was a master of uh, on stage delivery he had a timing was whoa you know so i i i i i, I you know uh, copied that presentation also and that delivery mm-hmm. you know so uh, um and i, I ed bim lewis helped groom me Mm-hmm. more where that is concerned Appreciate so the gun court affair was um was was, was my next major leap i uh, that that took my boy that really catapulted my name within mm-hmm. the fraternity big time the gun court affair and then we, we went on to do another one called um what was it called that play the other play we call it i remember the name original yeah big head it wasn't big head sick it's um uh, oh, do, 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 do. I remember the name of that play, but that play was a name. I, I did another one after that. You know, I was known as Roy Sweetness, you know, in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so those were, oh, Obia Wedding, the name of it. Obia Wedding. Hold on. Obia. You were in Obia Wedding 2 GT bus? Yes. <laughs> You were, I, I think you hear about that. You heard about that one too. Of course, you heard about. If I remember good, I think Obia Wedding even came to Canada one time yeah. too. There were some showings up here. Yes, um, I wasn't. Um, I left it at that time, and then the same Ralph Ones took over the play, and then he took it to Canada <clears throat> at the time. Um, so I used to play the lead role there. Um, in that in it also, called, uh, um, that was called Roy Sweetness, and uh, that play also did went big. Because of my, we, we did also bring that club scene in there. Okay. And um, uh, it was a trademark for me, mm-hmm. you know? People look forward to that in a play. And I've noticed that a lot of other plays after that, they copied it. Mm. Yeah. So you have these two gigantic plays under your belt. Okay, cool. So what was your next step after this? Because that's massive right there. So what were you, what was your next step now? Ah. Uh, United States of America. <laughs> um, you know, they're in, in love and all of that. And, you know, girl decide to go, you decide to follow. <laughs> you know? So I've, I dropped all my, you know, the name. I had a big name here. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, well, you know, I have to move. I'm going now because, you know, kids involved and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so <clears throat> you have to take that and you know into consideration. So I decided to move, and um, when I went there, and I was there doing all lots of things and doing a lot of uh, going around. But I still wanted to do entertainment, you know. So uh, while, while there, I um, you know still doing shows also, little MCing shows here and there, you know, um, doing things. Uh, we do MC shows at the Apollo Theatre, do um, 
quite a couple of things. What? And um, I end up forming a a, a, a group. Um, we, I end up forming a group. I mean, um, and there was a comedian that because uh, comedy got into my system a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, comedy got into my system. Yeah, so um, I end up. Let me see if I find something. Let me see something before I go any further here. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hold on. <clears throat> this this deserves this. I end up forming a group. Mm -hmm. a comp we end up forming a comedy group. And of course, uh, the, um, the, 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 the person that I teamed up with was one of Jamaica top comedians that I used to admire before he left Jamaica. Mm -hmm. He used to go by the name of Lord Stupid. Okay. Yes. So we, we met in New York and we decided to form a group. And the group was called the Ticklers. Mm. And of course, we, create, we created a storm within the, 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 the Jamaican community. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, because uh, both of us, you know, we were really, you know, we were really something. I was a straight man, and he was the funny one. <laughs> you know? uh, a comedy duo have to have a straight man and a funny man, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he was very funny, you know. Um, may, he's gone now. May his soul rest in peace. Lord Shibri. Well, he was very talented, you know, comedian. And of course, we also um, did a, a video, a video clip with Oliver Samuels. Uh, Oliver met the, meet the, meet the ticklers. What? Yeah, somewhere on there on YouTube too, you know. Um, mm -hmm. It's there. It wasn't uh, anything we, we just, it wasn't anything we, it, it was a very impromptu video. Mm -hmm. You know, we just, uh, raw talent just working, you know. And we had later, we did an album called The Ticklers. Yes, Lord Stupid, and I, well, I am the tall one there. I don't know if you can see it. Good. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. And um, this album today is still on the on the marketplace. You know, I I did not even know that this album was out there. Somebody came from Chicago, mm -hmm. and, and they said they have something for me, mm -hmm. and this is what they put in my hand. This is crazy. You know, so um, we did this album, um, and it's out there. <laughs> you know, um, I think I'm going to re-edit uh, it and put it out <laughs> again because a lot of the jokes in there do need a little bit of editing because of the time. Got you. You know, but so that was my next move. But um, being in the States and you want to get, you know, uh, be getting into the big theater there, the big, um, the big time there, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it wasn't easy. And uh, you have to be in certain things that be basically we are not, I, I am not going to, you know, mm -hmm. a certain standard to, you know, I'm not going to sell my soul to gain the world. Got you. So I decided that you know I would stay within the, the our community, right? We we stood there. We 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 stood our ground and um, we made a mark because mm -hmm. uh, the ticklers is a known is known. Yeah, if you're anywhere in the Brooklyn area or so, you'd hear about the ticklers, stupid and GT, you know. So that was the U.S. thing. Well, while there. Mm -hmm. A um, lot of things happen, and um, mm -hmm. life didn't work out for me the way I. And I always wanted uh, my my mind was always to Jamaica. Okay. Right? 
I spent 20 years in New York. And um, I always wanted to come back to Jamaica, believe me. But, you know, um, you have to have something to come back to. But it so happened that my mom got sick and I, I dropped everything and head home. Believe me, when I came to Jamaica, um, I took care of my mom and uh, I went back. I mean, I went back to New York. Okay. Not long after that, I got the news that she passed. Mm. I had to look about coming back, to head back to Jamaica. Mm. But uh, when I, you know, when I went to Jamaica and I see the living of people, and I say, look, it's, it's Jamaica, you know, it's, it's home. And, you know, you can live. Mm-hmm. You know, all you have to do is to prepare and make preparation. Amer- I know that America is not, is not the States, is, is not is this, a third world country. Mm-hmm. You know, be satisfied with what, with what Jamaica has to offer. I see my friends, you know, are, um, having, you know, living healthy, living good. Yeah. And I say, look. I'm going to come home, you know, because my marriage went down. First marriage here went down. Okay. I just say, I'm going to go, you know. And believe me, I, I, I just pack up and leave. I, I come to Jamaica with $5 in my pocket. Mm. And what year did you come back to Jamaica? Uh, 1989. 1989, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. End of um, 89. So, it's about 90. Mm-hmm. I came back to Jamaica. When I came back to, well, I am I, I, telling you so much. <laughs> there, there's, there, I, I have helped a lot of people too mm-hmm. in the business before because before I left Jamaica, I used to be a member. I used to be um, a member of the Jamaica Federation of Musicians. We used to work with Sonny Bradshaw. Okay. Right, and I was uh, I, they, they started the Jamaica Federation of Musician Union, and I happened to be a bandstand inspector. We also happened to start the first Tasty's Talent concert. Yeah, the first Tasty's Talent concert we started. And I was the MC there. I used to do. We used to do other things. I was even the first person to bring, to bring on stage, bring Yellow Man on stage. I was the first person to give Yellow Man a break. And why I have to mention this is because where I'm going to go after this. Yellow Man used to be at the, uh, I think it's at the Alpha Boys home. Mm-hmm. And he was there. And um, we used to, I used to work with a band um, after the Supersonics and Invincibles. There's another band we went into called the Splendors. Uh, we used to play at a club called um, Splendor Heights and the Keg. Mm-hmm. Keg Club was another club at Orange Street. And we used to be there playing. Me, Ranchi was there, and the same Hanson Collins went there as, uh, because after the Irish team was split, um, and Sly, they went to Red Hills Road. We went to uh, form the Splendors. We played on Orange Street, this club called the King. And um, you used to have people walk past through and used to try to admire us. And, uh, you know, and one of the person that used to come and admire us you know, was Jacob Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Holy uh, smokes. Jacob Miller was one of the persons that used to come there. No, Jacob Miller was a, 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 a cha-cha boy, a mm-hmm. sweet boy. Mm-hmm. You know, soul, and he used to hang out at, uh, you know, on Saturdays, and he used to hang out at Caribbean. We all used to do that. We hang out at Caribbean. We, you know, meet the girls, and we tried to. But he always liked singing, 
mm-hmm. right? But he used to sing like he used to um, really imitate be like uh, Dennis Brown. Got you. He had this Dennis Brown. He wanted to um, be a uh, 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 so, uh, uh, song like Dennis Brown. And so when we used to play the king, we he used to come in here. I used to bring him on and invite him to come and sing. At the, um, you know, at the at the um, and, and with, the, at the, with the band there, and he come and he do a one tune and, and leave. And you know, then after that, um, there was this history with, with Jacob Miller, and also um, Freddie McGregor. Was another one that he used to be around, and you know, and then um, he used to pass down there too. And then he went on um, uh, to 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 um, join another a band. I think the band was called um, Generation Gap, mm. right? Um, at the time, and then he became a band singer. So we used to march notes, and we, you know, um, so we understand what we came up together. I went on from there, and we I got. Uh, Award for top MC and all of that for the El Susia Go Go Awards and a lot of things <laughs> in that time. We had a lot of the um, these people we came up. Now, I remember when Dennis Brown got his big break at Carib, like a 12 year old. Well, he, 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 um, uh, he went to this, uh, they used to do Saturday morning shows at Carib. And, and um, he used to uh, practice a singer by North Street. That's mm-hmm. right. First, he used to sing in the yard there, singing, you know, and then he got his big break once one morning. Clan circles used to put on these stages. Mm. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get an appearance on the show because <clears throat> at the time, like I said, Carl Anthony was the big MC and mm-hmm. he was doing these shows, you know. And um, I think there was a, a group from overseas that um, came on, and Dennis Brown, they, they, they um, came on, they, they, uh, they just introduced him. And he, Mash down the place. And that's from then. Dennis Brown is history. And then Dennis Brown, we used, he used to come to the to Victoria Pier. We used to come down to the keg to all over where with us. He, Dennis Brown to this don't even call me GT, he called me Georgie. <laughs> so, so there's MC, which is which is um by Sly, and yeah. Georgie is Dennis Brown. Yeah. And then George is a Georgie. And then we go on. Uh, then he, you know, we used to meet up. Uh, I, I used to live down at uh, uh, Chancellor at the time. That long before, like before Randy started the record shop down there. Randy started the record shop. Um, a uh, little in a little space, and then they move on to get a restaurant beside it. And they were the first record shop to have a, a, a restaurant and, and a record shop close by. I was living at Chancellor, so that was like a music fraternity right there. Because they had Chancellor, they had um, North Parade now where um, Randy started his thing. And all it was a hangout spot for artists and a mm-hmm. hangout spot for everybody. And then right after that, then Gregory Isaac, he came and he um, opened a studio a little bit uh, further uh, from Randy's right there. You know, and it was just a meeting place. Right? And then um, because I was right there, was, uh, I told... Um, because of the, the I, I was a member of the Boy Scout, uh, the Salvation Army, just a little bit away from Randy's, right mm-hmm. there. Then, you know, because I live out Chancellor, so we always come down and meet and we uh, we see everybody down there. And then we move on, and you know, uh, we meet. Uh, we have Brenda got to close, and you know, all of these people. You know, we get to 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 meet um, uh, at, uh, so many of them. We, we, you know, started down together, you know. So I've watched the thing 
uh, what's the thing bro crazy because you were you were about to tell me how you met yellow man oh yes yellow man now he used to come out at night when we used to play at the king he used to come out at the night uh, in the night um uh, and i watched you know, not the king um uh that brown jug uh this place uh above that place on orange street right um he used to come there and and you know him saying can mc and uh, you can dj and we put him on and he used to do his little thing there then when, when he got his other big break it was a tasty styling concert mm -hmm. right when we introduce him i wanted him to tell you that i'm going to go further now where this is concerned barry gordon mr barry g <laughs> i used to be a, a big name mc barry g used to go this because i'm older than barry barry g used to go to school um casey it's a school <laughs> Barry G used to come and watch me MC at the Tasty Stalin concert every Thursday. Okay? He didn't, he didn't start radio yet. Yeah. He wasn't I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a, a gospel story, history now. Mm -hmm. He used to come and watch us. Um, he wasn't thinking it was he it was he was in um sixth form. His last last year in school, really. Right? And he used to come and stand up on the stage and watch me. And you know what I mean? And then every time I come and say, boy, GT, this something like this I want to do, you know? You know? And I, and, and my main thing to I like to get into radio. That mm -hmm. time I was a member of the, uh, the, the JFM, I was a bandstand inspector with Sonny Bradshaw at the time. So I said, you want to get into radio? Then at the time, I said, uh, Michael Manley, which um, our prime minister at the time, he started a program called Youth Service. Okay. Where youths could, um, uh, in, uh, when they leave in school, they could uh, register for a service into any of the government um, institutions or, um, you know, offices. So um, I said to him, okay, you know, this youth service, what, 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 uh, you have to, you have to make a register, you have to register for two, right? Which and which? He says, uh, I said, okay, JBC is owned by the government, mm -hmm. all right? But you have to have another entity. He says, oh, he think about library, right? So I say, okay, you're going to fill out the form and you're going to put in for JBC, you're going to put in for library, mm -hmm. all right? Um, he says, yes, yeah, so what you can do for me? At this time, um, Sonny Bradshaw and, and Whitecliffe Bennett, Whitecliffe Bennett now was the manager of JBC, mm -hmm. okay? And, and Sonny Bradshaw, they were, they, they were very close. So I went to Sonny Bradshaw and I said to Sonny, but there's a little youth that come out at Tasty's talent, um, talent show as Thursday, you know. He said he wanted to get in, he would like to do a stint in radio, um, leaving, you know, as youth service. I said, mm -hmm. what can you do for me? He asked me, so what you can do for him? He suddenly brought to say, um, okay, he'll talk to Wycliffe Bennett. And he went and he did. And the next Thursday, he said, me, he, said, um, he came back to me and said, GT, tell the youth to, to go to JBC. And make his app uh, and uh, make his application, mm -hmm. and he went to JBC, and uh, I, I, I told him to just say that Sonny Bradshaw sent you, mm -hmm. and he went. So anyway, then there uh, he went and he, he was there, and um, he, they, they, he he started to do. Um, they, they had him in in in, in studio, do, uh, doing some editing, because he's a he's an excellent editor. Uh, he learned the editing thing in studio, cutting and splicing tape at the time, right? Excellent editor. But 
he came back one day to me and, and out there tasties and said, GT, you know, why is a is a really mighty thing I want, you know. <laughs> I I I am there myself. I said, well, you know, uh, you know, I, I would have liked it to read it myself too, you know, but <laughs> you know, I I I, I didn't have uh, um you know because at that time for, to get into radio, you had to have some, you know, uh, a certain, um, you have to be a graduate of certain colleges or right. certain things. I, I, I was not there, you know, so I couldn't, I wouldn't, um, I couldn't make it at, at that time. So I said to him, I, I said, okay, I'm going to ask Sonny now again, do it again for me. I go back to Sonny Bradshaw and, and Sonny, I said, Sonny, see you there in an in, in editing room, you know. But he want to he want really out of my thing. Talk talk to to, to the to the manager again and see what I can do for him because it's really in Jews. So he said, okay. And by the next week, Baruji was placed with a, a walk it um a, a recorder box and they said to go out in the street and do a team in voice pop. Ask people questions. Mm. He started that, but it so happens at that time. That was in the, uh, I think it was 81, um, uh, way up there, somewhere around there, um, or 80. He started that, and I left for the States. While I was in the States, all of that time, all I hear about is Barry G. Crazy. But of course, he had the talent anyway, you mm -hmm. know, and he had, he went in and he, and he made a mark and, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had no idea that yeah. to, tell, to tell you the truth, I would later on I have a question. I was going to say, okay, so did you look up to Barry G or any of these guys as people in radio? For no. I had no idea that you're the one that got him into radio. Barry G looked up to me. <laughs> yeah. What? But even though I was not on radio mm -hmm. at the time, I hope he remembers though, you know, because he's a guy that has a little shallow memory. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope he remembers, you know. <laughs> Um, anyway, I was there. So um, after I came, I decided to come back to Jamaica now. And I, I hear uh, Barry G, big and Barry G. And I said, okay, I can get some help because I want I want to get into the thing. You know, when I come back, I um, tried to reach a Barry G, but why well, it was so tedious, you know. Um, uh, so I decided to say, okay, um, I'm going to, because I, I, I heard he was doing dances. And anyway, any dance he goes to, super crowd, you know. So I said, okay, um, I, I, let me see if I can keep on dance with them. Yeah? So I, I decided not to come into St. Elizabeth Mark at the time now when I came back to Jamaica. And I said, my home parish. And I decided to say, I want to do a dance. Mm -hmm. And I came out to St. Elizabeth. Uh, so I, and I, I, I asked Barry if he would do that the first dance with me. And he accepted. And he, he did the dance. And I, in the, I, I started in the parish of St. Elizabeth. The first major promotion, big promotion of printing big posters, eight for eight by four posters, and printing small posters and putting it through the entire parish. Before people only used to put a little, um, a little thing and stick it up here and at, at the post office or mm -hmm. at a corner shop or anything like that. But I decide with my knowledge and seeing how promotion is done in the States and so, I came back and I brought that to St. Elizabeth. And the first dance we kept there, uh, it was super big. And that we, um, and after that, uh, you know, I, I, I decided to do it alone. I, I started to move around some sound systems. I started to move around with, with Gemini in Kingston. Yeah. 
And we, 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 you know, me and Gemini, we got very close. And we decided to put on to Gemini dance again in, in St. Elizabeth. And it was another super massive dance. I took, took, took the, that and Glamour Wayne. Glamour Wayne was the selector. Glamour Wayne and Stone Love was the, the sound. Stone Love was the only sound that used to go to country. Okay. Stone Love did, was, was, was Kingston. Mm -hmm. And at least even though Stone Love started in the country, though, a lot of people don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. No idea. Started in the country. Um, mm -hmm. The same place in St. Elizabeth, too. We <laughs> started, you know. So I, I, I came, I, I did um, some dances with Glamour Wayne and Gemini in the country and, you know, doing some things. And, well, you know, I'm telling you, you know. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You did these promotions yeah. and everything. When did you meet Carl Young? Okay. Going into the IRA situation now. Okay. You know what? Let's pull it back a bit. Because as soon as you said that, I know that there's something missing. I don't want it to miss. Let's, <laughs> whatever is missing, let's fill that in before we get to Carl Young. <laughs> ah, oh, I think this missing, man. Because you know, um, I was I, I I I was one of the person that was there um, when the diamonds was being formed, right? The Tamlins was being formed also. What? You know, um, I encourage Copeland Forbes to manage the diamonds. Mm. You know, at the time, and oh man, yeah. Some of the things I, it's not even, I, I mean, you know, at this time, I, I, I would have to be right to the door to remember, yeah. you know. But um, we've done, we've done a couple of things, mm -hmm. you know. We've done a couple of things in our time, you know. Uh, we made, we made it, a lot of youths look into the, the the area of MC being an MC because we took that to another level. Mm -hmm. You know, we made MC being done. At uh, one time there was just the artist used to be the artist, mm -hmm. but there was a time when through me, the MC was like an artist. <laughs> and because of the fancy thing and you know we used to get you know, uh, you know and give a lot of jokes and mm -hmm. you know be an actor before the act. But you learned too that you he was not supposed to uh, overcover the act. Exactly. You know? So you know your limitations and went to pop because, you know? Then we came on and yeah, we can, let's, uh, can go to the IRA thing now. Before IRA, I used to, I have to, uh, okay, when I tried to, let's say, get some, that coming back in the business with Barry G, Mm -hmm. It did not happen, so um, I used to, uh, I wanted, um, I, I still I love radio. Mm -hmm. So I went to, 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 to uh, RGR, you know, to try to make some application, but how about they give me a hard time, mm -hmm. you know? They give me, uh, they turned me down for one word. They give me an audition and say I must read mm -hmm. and pronounce a word. Don Toppin was the general manager, mm -hmm. I think not general manager, but the program or station manager uh, mm -hmm. at the time. And they say, do an audition. And they, they, um, they gave me a thing to read. And the word they turned me down for was, <laughs> Jam Kunu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
They say I don't pronounce Jamkono. It's not so pronounced. Mm-hmm. Well, the English term, I said, but we, I said, we are Jamaican, Jamaican, <laughs> Jamkono. <laughs> no, it's Jam Canoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is, which is the English part of the you know, so I, we're not England. We're not in England. We're, you know, I, 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 that's why I couldn't do Shakespeare because I am a Jamaican. Mm-hmm. You know, that's in me. And, uh, you know, I think that is a lot of demise to have a lot of people that not excel in certain things mm-hmm. because they will want you to be this English person that you're not. Mm-hmm. Right? So I only to pronounce that. I could not. So, I, God help me, I met another mentor, another great person by the name of Winston Williams. Wow. Mr. Radio, I call him. He is mm-hmm. Mr. Radio. He is radio extraordinaire. It when it comes to he was another person that I used to listen to mm-hmm. from Jeff, Jeff Dixon and, and and Winston Williams. When it comes to rhyme, mm-hmm. you know they are they used to create that. I'm standing tall like the Statue of Liberty here to extend to you my musical personality. <laughs> <laughs> and all these things, you know. Who's the use of the conscious one in Kingston Town? You know, he used to grab it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and so I met him um, and we got close. And I used to, he used to take me into the studio and say, Come in and stay with me in here, man. And then he used to say, um, All right. He, uh, said, well, he, he knew that I, I, he, I, I, I actually, he, he told me to do the audition. Like he wanted to come into radio there. Okay. Right. Um, so uh, after that, uh, it didn't happen. He, he said, "Okay, stay in studio with me. Come in and, and, and assist me." So I was there for a while with him. As a, um, that's after I came back to Jamaica. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was there a while with him, um, going all over. The, when he's doing outside broadcasts, I go with him. You know, help him. You know, and when there is a stage show, well, he didn't like to do the MC part. He he allowed me to do the MC part of the outside broadcast. You know, and then he also uh, had me doing some street report to him in studio. Okay. Yeah. So um, I actually got into a little bit of RGR through Vincent Williams at the time. Then while being there in 1990, then IRFM was formed. Just came on stream you know people started to talk about them you know because people couldn't get them all over but you know but people used to push up pole and all of that the station coming in playing all reggae you know some people says it is not gonna work it's mm-hmm. not but it started to get into you know in, in, in it started to niche its way in you know and they didn't have any commercials so it was all music you know wow and i think that was that 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 you know made it you know for them yeah, and it was there it was there going on then out of the blue i got a call from a gentleman who was there he was the uh program director and the sales manager mm-hmm. he goes by the name of bob clark what? The, we're talking about the original bob clark here he is the man that gave carl young carl young the idea to start IRFM. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Clark gave Carl Young the idea to start IRFM. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he called me in and I said, if I, I, I um, you know, uh, uh, he could find a little spot for me, but you're going to cost me. I'd have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I don't mind. You know, 
So um, he told me how much it would uh, cost of uh, the time, an hour. Mm -hmm. So I I went back to Winston and I said, Winston, um, this little opportunity is at Irene. And, but what I'm doing with him, I don't want you know, I don't want to really upset him and say, all right, should I go ahead? But Winston said, no, man, go ahead and grab it. You know, go ahead and take it, man. Said, all right. I went down and I sat back down with Bob and he said he wants a dance hall program. Mm. Dance hall little thing, dance hall. He mm. wants somebody to go into the dance halls, take the sounds and bring it and okay. play on, on air. Mm -hmm. Right? I says, okay. So uh, I said, I don't have any equipment. I says, okay, no man, we'll give you something. And they called me and introduced me. And he said, okay, but it's gonna cost. It's gonna cost uh, <laughs> uh, some money. And I mm -hmm. I said, okay, you can go on maybe and get a sponsor for it. Mm -hmm. All right. So I went back out and um, through my little knowing with some people, I made some contact with, uh, with DNG. Right. And I got um, uh, one of the brand managers of Red Stripe to sponsor the program. Mm -hmm. I, I took it and they decided to sponsor the, the, the program mm -hmm. for, it was for three months. Okay. Only three months. I go in there, I went down road and I, I, I take my first dance and I call it, present it, put it on when I present it and um, uh, played it in its entirety, you know, but you have to do a lot of editing, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, we spend some time and edit. So people start to come on to this, got a hearing sound system, you know, um, thing in the night there, you know. So I said, okay. So while doing this now, I start to do some little presenting myself too. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. To be honest with you, there was no microphone in at my reference. Nobody didn't open it, all music. There was no, there was a microphone, but it was not open. Mm -hmm. right? And then I asked the boss if I could present, and he says, okay. And I was one of the first, one of, uh, because um, uh, there were some, um, there was some other program that Andrea used to do, uh, mm -hmm. Uh, there's a um, program, I think it's Running Africa. They used to actually open the mic at that time. But uh, in the normal music program, mm -hmm. nobody talk. I was the first person to open the microphone at IRFM. Wow. And, and I started. And at the um, second month, end of the second month, going into the third month, one night I was in there, I so the door open. Call him, I'm coming in. <clears throat> You want to work? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I am getting a portion of money from DNG. DNG mm -hmm. gave me a good sponsorship deal. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd be satisfied with that because that's what nice. It was good. Mm -hmm. And if they want to work, I said, but boss, I have a contract with Red Shack, you know. And I'm saying, it again. Think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't get the job in. I said, but how responses did they go? When go, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm saying, you want to work? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Work, you have to be able to reach something. I said to him, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I will, I will talk to you when I finish. Mm -hmm. I go on, do my thing. And I think I said, but this man has the hunger, you know? Mm -hmm. Right? He can make a go, because I have a signed contract with him. Mm -hmm. He can let me go on until the contract is over and I don't come back through the door. Got you. 
Das war sehr doch so, aber so da geht es mal nicht. Und da was gemacht, da bin ich so, okay, was, I will take the work. Und ich sage, right, you're on. Guess what now? I used to get the hour, and say, you have an hour and a half. Okay, so they put some money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, in between that time now, there was no telephone in there, and I started to create some vibe and thing inside studio. And, you know, I said, I need the phone line open, and I need a phone, and then put the phone in there. And within another two weeks, mm -hmm. saying, just go out there, thing, you know. There was no time. <laughs> <laughs> and believe you me, that time mm -hmm. we were, every, every program at IRA was different. Because mm -hmm. Mighty Mike was there, God rest his soul, you know, and he was doing a different program. Gary G was the top man. He was, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Mark Sting was hot. Big A was there, you know, and of course, uh, Elise did not come in yet at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, they came in after me. and. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, I keep on and I start to create some vibe. Then at the end of the, um, the one Christmas now, we decide to, he now got Red Stripe now to start the program fully, mm. big time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so when I think when it ended now, I couldn't get it. So he, saw, he, got, he got, no, he got, I know what, but I know he got this, this fan. Red Stripe signed a contract for two years. Two years? with him for me for the program mm -hmm. okay before we even go to it when did you official what year did you officially get on to irie 1991 okay 1991 mm -hmm. july july 7 1991 so I remember that yes mm -hmm. um so at the end of the year now uh, i started to create some things at irie i started to create some talk I started there. Now, when I, I, I used to listen to community, I watch the community, I used to, they used to have this thing called Pussy, you know? There's a thing called a pus, Pussy, you know? And it was kind of a violent thing with the Pussies and all that. So I decided to say, no, we're going to change the thing, and I'll call, and we're going to start moving from the Pussy. And I came up with this idea, called it the Dance Hall Crew. They, and then from there, you used to have all kinds of crew stuff. And I opened the phone lines to let these crew be named. These crew used to name themselves now. You know, just to have the, this, uh, the, this, the sleep them crew and they um you know, uh, one love crew and you know what I mean? Certain crews used to come up. Even scared them crew got their name from the crew, from this crew. Definitely. And, and uh, people used to, because it was. Uh, I mean, I, I made nighttime radio now became a thing. Uh, people you didn't, didn't used to listen to nighttime radio, but because I used to, I came in with these things that are some, um, make, uh, you can't sleep, you know, man of wall, you know what I mean? You have to be strong and can kick you. Know? And then uh, I also um, watched um, some things um, and I brought it there. Got, uh, I, 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 I brought in Flush Up Your Lighter. Because then now I used to be start to play out in the dances. Mm -hmm. And we when I play out that we start uh, you know I say and I brought in flash up your lighter and brought the lighter thing into the dances and, and into the stage shows. Right? That was my initiative. Flash mm. up your lighter. And, and that become a, a well, I say I should have copyrighted everything that <laughs> 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 Trust me. And anywhere you go, mm -hmm. 
it was flash up your lighter, lighter. Because I used to play on the radio and I say, now a lighter, flash up your lighter. Right, we used to have, and then uh, every weekend I used to, well, most RFM, RFM this just used to play on the road. And I used to play some of, the, some of the biggest dances all throughout the island of Jamaica, right? People thought when I go to, uh, I mean, hundreds of people outside the dance just waiting until I come and I go in the dance at cock, you know? And, uh, you know, they like, like to hear me at least the dog plates and all of that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. in, and we created the, 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 the dance hall crew. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, it's just pure crew, you have your hair all over the place. And then we came in, flash up your lighter. And at the end of that year, it was the first year we have made red stripe beer sold out. We could not get a red stripe beer that Christmas in Jamaica because of we used to do street dances mm -hmm. and we used to do um, uh, have a, the White River Reggae Bash and, mm -hmm. the, and Red Stripe. We used to bring the Red Stripe and because of the program, Red Stripe beer was sold out in Jamaica for that and and, and, and that Christmas, right? So, why <laughs> we have to uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the beginning of hiring. Wow. I can oh. say, uh, when mm -hmm. I started a dance hall program, mm -hmm. a lot of people say it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. and a lot of people say, no, they don't. Um, the dance hall can't work on radio. But quietly, when I was doing dance hall program, people in the hills, Beverly Hills and all the high, 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 for looting places, mm -hmm. used to on their pool, put the radio on the pool and having a party with my program. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, people, because people used to, they used to call me. I said, they have a party with, what, with, with, with my dance hall program. And believe me, that program has cost anywhere you go in the world. Every radio station in the world, radio plays reggae is doing a dance hall program because of IRFM in the dance hall. That is I brought dance hall, dance hall to radio, the program, the program. Mm -hmm. I, I did. Uh, I, I was the first to do a dance hall program on a radio. On uh, radio. Every radio, because people all over the world used to just die. Uh, they come in, they listen to IRFM, they call, you know, and they go mm -hmm. through the world right now, my brother. And all programs are actually dance hall program. <laughs> Everybody doing a dance hall program, you know, on radio. Because mm -hmm. we started it there. Okay. There was one legendary moment, or this it might have happened a couple of times that I remember when there was a nine sound clash on IRFM. Yes. Um how that started, 